Y'all know what it is. Y'all ready? One, two, three. Unscripted, unshackled, uncouth. What you're about to hear is for mature ears only. It's Miguel and Holly, uncensored from Hot 101.5. Taking advantage of blacks, you're cutting the crack. Oh. What's going on? <laughs> is that Yo. the lyric? It wow. is Miguel and Holly Uncensored. My name is Miguel Fuller. That is Holly O'Connor. Hi. That is... Producer Ryan. Oh, hi. <laughs> Where have I been? Yeah, I, right? we're like, wait a minute, Ry- Ryan. Ryan's here. That's Ryan's why I here. had to like stop for a second. And then associate producer is Scotty the Body Ooh. from USF. Hey, Ryan, welcome back. Yeah, hi. for real. Thanks. Oh my god, we're glad to have you. Wow, what is being uh, what's slipping through the cracks that allowed you to be here? Um, I don't know. I just came over here and decided, you know what? <laughs> I don't need to do work right now. <laughs> Ryan gives zero Fs about it. It's fine. Wow. Sometimes, some days he does, some days he doesn't. And today's one of those days where he gives more Fs about us. Praise. So, Ryan, so when you leave us at 10 a.m., when we all leave the studio and we all go to the office and start working on the next day's show or stuff coming up, what do you go do? Um, It's like a box of chocolates. Mm-hmm. You never know. Mm-hmm. You never know what you're going to get. Um, so we go over there and plan the events and like the blown off ball that's coming up. And we have this big Gasparilla event for... Um, Bud Light this weekend and all that. We don't mention Bud Light on well, this. Well, whatever. <laughs> corona, corona, this corona, up, corona, yeah, corona, 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 We have Corona, corona, corona stuff corona. coming up. We're going to be Anyways, at Walmart. I we, mean, Winn-Dixie. We plan all that stuff and um, do the giveaways for on air, schedule the promo team to go out to remotes, etc. There's a lot of things and emails and proposals for tickets and there's a lot of stuff. It is a lot. I just remembered my life as a promotions director, and when you said proposals, like God, it's like the proposals are never ending. I don't miss that part of that job at all. Yeah, I just had to do one for Bonnaroo. Yeah, yeah. Um, for Hot. So hopefully. Oh, really? Because yeah, Cardi B. They got yeah, and Walk the Moons on there too. Oh. And I think a couple others that. Oh, that's exciting. So we'll that see is really cool. What's up with that? I hope we get them. Yeah, what, that'd be cool. When is Bonnaroo? It is June. Wait, is that beginning you, of June? Oh God, no! We there's so much stuff coming up in June. <laughs> just is that, well, they're not saying we're going, Holly. I know. I just got excited, like I was gonna go. And wait, then, isn't that where they like you sleep in tents and stuff? Yeah, you become a dirty hippie for like three days. <laughs> Girl, by it Girl is. By. It, last year it was pretty hot. Don't Ew. a lot of people do like drugs at festivals like yeah. that? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, pretty much everybody. Yeah. Um, um, so this year I'm trying to plan ahead a little bit because obviously we go again. Like part of the proposal is. We get three um, guest passes or media passes per station. So we go there and we take pictures of the bands. We upload stuff to the website. We do interviews and um, we sleep in a tent for four days. So it's rough. Uh, Speaking of music festivals, have any of you all watched the documentary on Netflix about the Fire Festival? No, but I, I heard haven't. that the Hulu one was actually a better done documentary. Wait, there's two? Yeah. yeah there's oh, two. I didn't hear that one. There's yeah. a Netflix documentary and a Hulu documentary about the same thing, and the Hulu one, I guess, goes more in depth about some something or other. I haven't watched either one, more so because I just feel like I'm going to be sad. No, no. I feel so bad for those people. It 
is fascinating. I've actually watched both of them. Okay. Um, and it is, I say both of them come at it from a different angle. I mean, I like the Netflix one a little bit better because it was more emotional. Oh. Um, but I think it is fascinating. Uh, so basically what happened, you remember a couple of years ago, there was this big music festival that was going to happen on this island in Bahamas and Ja Rule was like the face of it and it was going to be like Kanye West and Diplo and all these big acts and it was really great. And then all of a sudden when people got to the island, it was a complete disaster. Yeah. They had nowhere to sleep. They were given out like cheese sandwiches um, and it went viral and, it, and now there's like lawsuits and someone's in jail because of it and so the two documentaries sort of tell you how it all fell apart and the Netflix version basically talks about the, the human side of it of you know this is what happened he, this, this is how people in Bahamas the people who live on the island and how they were affected by it and they've lost their money whereas oh, the, wow. the Hulu version deals with sort of like the macro version of like here's how this sort of thing has happened because of Instagram because of Instagram influencers. Mm -hmm. Oh, it is so fascinating. Like, if you have time over the next two weeks, you should definitely watch it. Oh, like how it became a bigger thing? Yeah, because basically what happened was, because um, it actually deals a little bit with how like if, we operate in the radio world. Because what happened is, all of a sudden, this company, uh, they created this platform that where if you wanted to book uh, Queen Latifah for your wedding to officiate, then you know there's no really official route to book celebrities unless you're on the inside. Right. But they were building this app where if you went on, you pay a fee, and you know you're going to get Queen Latifah, Cardi B, or whatever. Really cool concept. Well, to sort of launch the concept of that, they said, let's do a big music festival. Um, and so they hired all of these social influencers like Kendall Jenner, uh, uh, what's her face, uh, Bieber. Um, Haley? Haley Bieber. Oh, wow. Um, and then there was another one, Gigi Hadid. Mm -hmm. They paid them to do like a promotional shoot for it. And so they had, they were like on a beach and it was beautiful. They were drinking jet skis and all this beautiful thing that you want to be a part of. And so then they launched this video. Well, they also paid like, I think it was either two or four hundred different sort of medium-sized social influencers around the country. So at this one day, at this one time, they all posted a block of just uh, orange and it all tagged Fire Festival. And so then at that one point, everyone was like, whoa, what is this orange thing? And yeah. so then they clicked on the Fire Festival and then it had their, uh, their, um, their launch video. And so people were like going crazy. They're like, oh my God, Kendall Jenner's gonna be there. And so then it basically talked about how these social influencers didn't know what they were signing up for. They were just like, oh yeah, sure. Well, that's the problem. Is they're it? like, I'm getting paid. Toss a couple of bucks to somebody and they're like, I'll, I'll talk about it. Right, and yeah. it's sort of like what we do with endorsements, you know, with the radio station. And so that was one of the things is people were going after the social influencers for saying, you know, you led me to think that this uh, festival was legit and was going to be great and so people like sold their stuff to go to this thing I mean it was absolutely insane that's um, crazy and so that's why like when you see us post about Corona or Tampa Rejuvenation we put hashtag brand ambassador or hashtag ad so you know that this is an advertisement that we're being paid for but we still, you know, at least on the local level, we make sure that we use it and make sure that it's right mm. on the up yeah. and up. But you can't always know that. You no. Know? In fact, there was an issue with somebody in this building once. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I can't see yeah, you. It's I driving know. me nuts. It oh, was sorry. like uh, one of those money things and it 
ended don't up being go like into a, yeah, I'm not yeah. going into yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But yeah, but that's what happened because if you don't know, and I would assume that whoever is in the background, because I'm not the business person, I'm mm-hmm. not the salesperson, I'm like, well, somebody must have done the due diligence. Not necessarily. Yeah, no, so, it's true. Yeah, I mean, you're and you're just getting paid to talk about it. So yeah, it's like kinda, any other endorsement, it's not mm-hmm. like you're trying to scam people. It's just like, but then hey, you're the you piece, so this? it comes back onto you. Exactly. Yeah. No, it's true. I mean, it, it's it's uh, definitely watch it. Uh, we just had Krog or Craig walk in. Krog. We invited him. Krog Mueller. Yeah, we did. We we wanted you to make a guest appearance too because you made an impression last time that you were on the podcast, Craig. Lies. No, it's true. I had a couple <laughs> people reach out and they were like, "Oh my gosh, who's this Craig guy?" Wow. They don't yeah. even know I'm pretty. Yeah, <laughs> you've got pretty gorgeous. <laughs> uh, Craig, have you seen the Fire Festival documentary? I saw the one on Hulu. I haven't watched the Netflix one yet. Now, what did you think about the Hulu? Because that one, I was just explaining that it was more like macro of like how we got to that point where something like a fire festival would happen. What did you think about it? I thought it was interesting just to see, like, because there were so many stories that came up, like, when it was all really happening. Mm-hmm. But, like, no one really knew, like, the insides of it. Right. And to see, like, every thing that people kind of fell for. Mm-hmm. Like, there were so many signs. Now that I've seen it, there were so many signs where I was like, God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, they, basically, before. they all these people got to the festival and it wasn't well organized. I mean, it was, it I mean, like, it wasn't at all. No, none yeah. of the acts were there. Yeah. I mean, you've got to watch it. I mean, it is like the most fascinating train wreck that you've ever seen. And you feel so bad for all these people. I mean, like, I think the Netflix one talked about the personal toll on, like, the people that were organizing it. Like, there's one guy who was in, like, $150,000 debt from his black card because Mm -hmm. he was trying to help. Um, And then you've probably seen the story of the lady from the Bahamas who basically lost $50,000 of her savings trying to feed all these people. I mean, it it is purely fascinating. But I think one of the best clips, that the, the most viral clips, is of one of the guys, and it basically said, around the guy who organized it all, Billy McFarland, who is sort of like the kingpin of this and basically was running scams on people and manipulated all of these workers and all these businesses into helping him out. And so he had a mentor that came down to help him out and he even manipulated a mentor who is a lot older than him who was helping him out and basically said, you've got to do this one thing to help us save this festival. Let me you see. go down. Will you? Wait, 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 hold on said, Andy, we need you to take one big thing for the team. And I said, oh my gosh, I've been taking something for the team every day. He said, well, you're our wonderful gay leader and we need you to go down. Will you suck dick to fix this water problem? And I said, Billy, what? He said, Andy, if you will go down and suck Cunningham's dick, who's the head of customs, and get him to clear all of the containers with water, you will save this festival. And I literally drove home, took a shower, I, 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 I drank some mouthwash. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm really, and I got into my car to drive across the island to take one for the team. And I got to his office fully prepared to suck his dick. But he couldn't have been nicer. And he's like, Andy, listen, I will release all the water. I will let you serve it. But I want to be, want to be one of the first people to be paid this import. So he didn't he didn't go through with it. Wow. <laughs> Wait a minute. Was that the the mentor? Yeah, that was the mentor. Okay, so since I haven't seen the documentary, so is it that he was just purposely scamming all these people, including the mentor, or was it like 
an accident, but then he was sort of shady anyway. Like, what? what's the... He was shady leading up to it, and then he kept making... Like, he never said, I'm over my... I'm, I'm in over my head. Yeah. We need to cancel this. He and didn't this own is, it. Yeah, this is what he should have done. He should have said... Because they tried, like, basically, I think... Do you remember, Craig, when they said they announced that it was happening? Because it was in April of 2017, but they mm-hmm. announced it in, like, what, the fall, I think? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, and and like in all of the people that have planned um, music festivals and especially on an island where there's no infrastructure, right? Like this is a two-year planning process. If, if you ask me, that guy knew from the very beginning that he was screwing everyone over. Yeah, I mean, you can't just throw people's, you can't just throw artists' names on a list without like ever signing anything. No, like all these artists are like, huh? We're doing like, what? We're where? doing what now? And that's the first. That's actually the first thing I saw about it was they had Blink One Eighty Two to play. And then Blink-182 sent out, like, on all their social medias, they were like, hey, we're not going to play this, not because we don't want to, but because we don't feel like they have enough to give you a proper show. Mm-hmm. So they knew right away, like, this is bullshit. Yeah. Like, I mean, it was, you got to watch both of these documentaries if you have time. Like, it is. I'm go home and watch it now. <laughs> and it, I'm telling you what, it is so fascinating about people being manipulated, uh, people that are running scams. And how no matter what level of life you are from the millennials who were buying these really expensive tickets and for these villas that didn't exist. I mean, you have people that were spending $50,000 on stuff that had never seen a picture of what it was going to look like, just like a mock-up, you know? But then you also, from the top level, have multi-million billionaires giving this man money to keep financing this project with nothing in return. He was cooking the books. And also they go back and even show how uh, he had another business venture, venture, this Billy McFarlane, um, that he had gotten some celebrities on that totally went bust as well. I mean, it is such a fascinating study on people and manipulation and And just like influence, like social media, that part is, uh, it's like, wow, awesome in the fact that it's like, gigantic but not cool right. at the same time because then it also shows that these people we give power to these people by following them and we take on their every word and like in the Netflix documentary one of the guys who is a consultant for music festivals he was like after it all like went down and um you know we all left and it, it was like people like literally the guy who I just played the clip from he literally had to change clothes into a worker's clothes and jump into a truck and go to the air and have somebody drive him to the airport because the people of the Bahamas that had been working for months with no pay were like, where's my fucking money? And they had nothing and they were trying to escape the island. And so one of the things that it talks about, and I freaking lost my point. Um, oh, what are you talking about? Social Oh yeah, social, social media. Yeah, so social media, social media, and influencing, and how we put all of all of the stock into these people. Oh, and I, what I was gonna say is the Netflix guy, the consultant. He said I was look. I went back and looked at my social media from the months leading up, and I have these beautiful pictures posted of me on the beach saying, "Oh, just another day at the office." Meanwhile, I had literally just cried in the bathroom for 30 minutes, and here I am posting this picture, and social media has fucked us up. Yeah. Because we all think that everyone's living this perfect life. Oh, yeah. They are not. No. We're, 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 We're hurt. And we're poor. It's we're even going worse, actually, because it it's like we're worse than we've ever been, but we look better than we've ever been. Oh, of course. Yes. Yeah, we show the highlights of our life. That's yeah. what social media is there for. That's yeah. your outlet, which is sad because nobody feels like they can be authentic 
through that route because as soon as you see somebody actually be real and true on their social media, you scroll past it. You don't want to deal with that negative energy. But in reality, that's somebody that's breaking through the system and being their true, authentic self at that time. What is a moment, if you can remember, and this is, I'm just pulling this out of my butt right now. What's a moment that you posted on social media trying to make your life seem better than it was when you knew that it wasn't? Super simple. And I know I see this all the time and I just think in my head, when I see couple photos. Oh my gosh. Like a relationship. And I've done this. I with my ex, like we posted, oh, we were at the beach today, blah blah blah. And then like, how long did we fight on the drive home that exactly. night? Exactly. Like, so I see these Ooh. like fancy couple photos, and I'm like, you guys are. Or happy. it's like the the you got in the fight, and then the post is yeah. like a sappy post, right. and they're like, oh, that's so cute, and then like it, you're forgiven. Yeah, everyone has done that. Oh like, yeah, oh, I've done that. Yeah, everybody does. And as a as a parent's perspective, it's even worse with your kids' videos and mm. pictures and stuff because it's like I I struggle and I'm like, oh, God, I'm such a shitty parent. And then you look on social media and you're like, Oh, look at Susan's kid is like writing, you know, cursive and he's two and whatever. <laughs> But then also it drives me insane the other moms and some of these moms I'm friends with that post pictures of like, you know, their brood or whatever. And they're like, my world. And I'm like, you bitch about those kids every time I see you. What are you talking about my world? I guarantee you, you will never go back through any of my fucking pictures and see that I wrote my world above my kid. Which, by the way, maybe I feel bad about that. But mm. like, I- I'm not ever going to put out something that's like, what I will do is sometimes put a really cute picture of Maya because I thought that was adorable. And then like in that two minutes, she was super cute. Mm. So I post the picture and then for the rest of the entire day, she was a complete monster. And then it creates even more cognitive dissonance because when people look at it, they're like, Holly, you were so blessed. She's so cute. I want my girl to be just like that. And I'm like, Mm. y'all, this bitch just threw spaghetti across the floor. Like (laughs) it's, it's so weird with kid pictures. And Mm. I, those people that are like, never felt this. And I'm like, all right, well, good for you. Right. But I, and I just, I, I wish that there was a way for us to be more authentic. And I think that that's going to have to come from the Kendall Jenners, the Haley Biebers, the Gigi Hadids, because so, because of this fire festival, these two documentaries, it shows how much stock we put into mm-hmm. everything that they do and what they say. But I'm wondering if it would even work because the, I, I don't think any human is strong enough for that. At that level, like, let's just say Kendall mm-hmm. Jenner broke through the mold and we and she suddenly became like this really authentic, heartfelt. And she's like, guys, listen, maybe not Kendall Jenner because her body shape's different. Let's say Kylie. And she's like, I can't with these waist trainers anymore. I cannot. I'm not eating. It hurts my stomach. I'm not going to have the Kardashian shape. Screw it. And then she like goes off in this whole thing. You know what she's going to get? All of this hate from oh, all of these yeah. people that are like, oh, why don't you cry about your poor life, you Kardashian? Mm. And like, you're going to see some mm-hmm. of that. And it's going to just torpedo everything that you just put out there because you were vulnerable and then you got slammed for it. I don't think they have the ability to be vulnerable. I don't think they can do it. So what's the breaking point? I mean, what? I mean, this fire Festival was sort of like the beginning and it's only gonna get worse. Yeah. So like what's the breaking point of this cycle that we're in of like everybody pretending that their life is so much better than what it actually is? Nothing. 
Yeah, well, I, I think, don't know. Like, eventually, you're going to slowly see, like, we're already seeing with, like, Pete Davidson, Ariana, like, when you're seeing these people that are eventually, like, okay, enough is enough, where, like, you literally can't handle it anymore mentally because you're acting like your life's perfect in one place, and reality, it's not, and you have to go back and forth between fake and reality and fake and reality that you're just going to put yourself in a bind. And, like, I feel like whenever I put a post out there that's not real, like, for example, like, couples pictures or stuff, like, I've done it before, you put one on, literally when you're fighting, like, that puts you in your mind, like, in your mental state. Because you're like, okay, I feel fake. Like, I don't feel comfortable with doing this. But society tells me that I need to do this to be relevant, to be getting the attention that is needed for pretty much everything you do now yeah. in today's world. And then you start to think, maybe there's something wrong with my relationship because I haven't posted oh, yeah. in a while. And then I think about that and I'm like, when's the last time I put Justin on my Instagram? Has it been a while? It's probably been a while. I Maybe I should? Yep. No, I, I did think that too recently. I did because a lot of my stuff recently has been show stuff. Yeah. Uh, just as we've been getting back into the swing of things after holiday break. Yeah. And we've had a lot of stuff going on. And then it was like three rows with like nothing with Mr. Silver Fox. And I was like, oh God, is someone going to think that like we're broken up or something because I haven't posted anything? It's crazy how we think of that. It's right. It's so sad. And then we'll look at somebody else's picture and be like, they're happier than us. Right. Yeah. Their right. relationship is stronger. And it's like, no, it's not. It's a picture that you wrote a little caption for. It no. has nothing to do with your relationship, and you have to separate it, because I've gotten in fights over that as well. Wow. And you know, it's so funny, because now that you say that, I was just thinking this too the other day, because I was like, God, on my Insta story, I always, you know, uh, I will film stuff that's funny to me or whatever or interesting. And so a lot of times it'll be either my roommate Dylan because he's just such a ridiculous person and he doesn't mind being a ham or Scott will do something ridiculous. He doesn't mind being a ham. And so that has featured a lot. And then I was like, is someone going to think that I'm not into my boyfriend because I don't feature him? Because a lot of times he doesn't like me to put him on. He'll be like, can you please not? And I'm like, all right, girl, no problem. I won't. And so then it just ends up being like work stuff and then two of them. And then I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. But it's so crazy how we put so much thought into that. Yes. There are some people out there that don't think that way. Prime example is my ex-girlfriend. Um, we had a discussion about when you make yourselves Facebook official, mm. that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And her response was, who cares? Mm. And in my mind, I'm like, wait, you're right. Who does care? Like, mm. I know I'm with you. You're with me. My friends know we're all together. <laughs> the people that know us know we're together. Does it really matter? Yeah. If it's shown online, like, and I don't think it does. <laughs> I mean, I, okay, I can see sort of two sides to this because I sort of look at it is that is the currency which within we speak in now. Yes. So, like, a wedding ring, you don't have to have one. Nobody said you got to have one. No, but it also tells the world, I am taken, I have someone with me, so don't try to slide up on me, you yeah, know? Yeah, True. And so sort of, feet, and so the currency that which our generation speaks in is social media. Yeah. And so not saying you have to do, be Facebook official or Instagram official, but that's the currency with, with when we speak it. Yeah, I, and I, I like that tone, I like that language that you're using, but also it's like if the two of you don't care, kind of like couples that don't have wedding rings, that's fine. You're kind of like bucking the norm and nobody's saying, okay, well, you have to be Facebook official, but it, that's where it can cause problems where it's like if I... Let's just say if um, my boyfriend and I ever were to get engaged one day and he's like, I want to marry you, but I'm, I decided we're going to do like a anti, you know, we're not going to go the traditional route. So you're not going to get any jewelry or anything. We're just going to make vows. Mm. Personally, I'd be like, oh, mm. oh, that's, 
Yeah. Y- of course. T- can we get something out of a vending machine or something? <laughs> something. I just want something. And so I, I feel like it just comes down to the couple themselves. But then you realize you're going to attract curiosity from others who the majority of which are doing the FBO thing. And that's exactly the point is like, you know, if you're not Facebook official and it doesn't matter to you, it come, coming full circle in this talk is... The same situation with us is like we didn't really post too many pictures of ourselves. Like we went to a few events and posted a picture, blah, blah, blah. But like we didn't really think about it. Mm. And that's the It whole... was just organic. Exactly. Like the picture was there because we did that together and it was a good time and we looked fucking hot. Yeah, yeah. But like did. we didn't just post something and be like, this is my girl. Um, She's really pretty. And remember that. Everyone. I'm happy. I'm happy. No. I think it existed before, just in different forms. Mm-hmm. Everybody's looking for the validation. Yeah. So yeah, it's all now about the it's just it's ten times, a hundred times worse with social media. Mm-hmm. It's so. in your face. It's in your face. Like back in, the, like back in the eighteen hundreds, like <laughs> old Henry McFarmer was like, "I've got to take the prettiest girl to the bowl." <laughs> yeah. And then he did, and all the other people were like, "Oh, damn! Yeah, look at him. He's got he the got her." Man. You know yeah. what I mean? So, but they didn't have it in your face all the time. You only saw him at like church every Sunday or whatever. And you're like, "God, they well, probably Henry's have a perfect marriage." Oh, you know, yeah. Back then, it took like you know three months to paint the. The portrait. Oh, yeah. show <laughs> like, don't move. I mean, year. not that long ago, but right. just, there were no selfies. So you're right. Then. It was. It's always been that way. We always look for other people's validation. It's just now that we're doing it in a form where it's like toxic. It's, it's every day. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like right now, as soon as we're done with this, like you go on Instagram, boom, somebody else is now in your face with their perfect life, and like you just gotta get past that level of thinking, like. They're not perfect. Mm. This is just the illusion of the lens of social media. Yeah, now it's just instant and it's um, infectious. Yeah, and oh. like anything that is like a, a trend, or if somebody has like a negative um, feel for that trend, it will dissipate a lot quicker, or something will rise to the top a lot quicker. So. I'm sorry, but those and likes it, it, are it addictive. Dic- it dictates yes. what it dictates how you act too. Mm. So it's like, oh, this picture or outfit or whatever you want to post got a lot of likes. Uh, I'm going to do that again. Right. And it dictates your personality and you become a different person because of it. Yeah, that's true because you are like, well, that got a lot of likes. I better recreate this. Yep. Mm. Well, that's what like breaks my heart because even like I remember a couple weeks ago, I did. I was doing something with my family and my dad sent me a picture. He's like, oh yeah, post this. And I full out honestly, it's like I didn't want to because it didn't match like pretty much my profile. Mm. It, I knew it that. It didn't go with your brand. Oh, it man, my, go it's going to mess brand. up my grid, dog. It wouldn't go. It I wouldn't can't have your old ass on my Instagram. <laughs> Not even that, but just the quality, things about it that I just knew wouldn't get the amount of attention, of attention that other posts would. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, okay, let me just, I have to reform it. I want to, but it's that weird little thing inside of me that's like, you can't do it or else it's, it's going to literally throw off your algorithm. Oh, now we got to think about oh. algorithms. That's a whole other, yeah. Now this, the computers uh, are controlling us. <laughs> yep. But this is this is where we are right now. Like, just listen. I'm just sitting back and listening that your father, who, and I hate saying this, but, like, he won't always be around, and that's a special moment that he found special. And, and I'm not just saying just pointing you yeah, out, yeah, but yeah. just in general, you, we said... That's not the right filter. That's yep. not the right angle. That doesn't How many fit pictures my brain. have you been like, oh, deleted? I look gross. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. At least a couple every time you do a photo shoot. Yes. There's a ton mm-hmm. that you just delete. 
Ay, That's ay, why ay. you take 10 every time you take a photo. I know. <laughs> God. And then you have to actually pick one. It's, no, it's chaos. Yeah. Now, here's what I want each of you to do. I just did this really quickly. I want you to open up your Instagram feed, and I want you to scroll through quickly. I'm going to explain mine first, and then we'll each go around the room. <clears throat> Find a picture where everything looks hunky-dory, but you knew behind the scenes it was not. Uh, wait, of your own profile? Of your own profile. Sure. All right? Okay. So I'll start while you all are looking through yours. So I was scrolling back through mine, and my boyfriend and I, uh, we went to St. Pete Pride's Christmas party, the red and green party, and they had this cute little photo booth where we had, like, uh, reindeer ears and a little Rudolph nose, and he ki- he kissed me on the cheek, and we looked so happy, and my caption's like, we had such an amazing time at the St. Pete Pride red and green party. I remember that. That looked like a good picture. Right. It looked like we're just this cute little couple. I was fucking pissed uh, that what? I was pissed because that day we had had we had a my roommate's birthday party downtown and did like brunch on Saturday. So we all drank, but we all knew we had that event later that night. So everyone Ubered home. You were supposed to take a nap, wake up, be refreshed, and then we're going to start the night. Well, my boyfriend stayed up and he kept drinking throughout the day. And so when he came upstairs to wake me up, he was drunk already. And I was like, why didn't you take a fucking nap? You're going to be wasted. Because when he gets drunk, he's done. Like, he falls asleep, he's done. And so as soon as we got to the party, I kept trying to give him water, and he wouldn't take it. And literally 30 minutes in, we were in a group talking, and then someone was like, Miguel, is your boyfriend okay? And he was done. He was done for the night. And and, I, and how, how early on was it? 30 minutes in. Oh, dear. 30 minutes. And so literally, I was like, bye, y'all. And I took him. We went home. I didn't say a word in the Uber. I didn't say a word when we got home. But I still posted that picture and was like, had such a great night at St. Pete Pride. It was uh, so great. Yeah. Anybody who wants to go next? I'll go. Okay, Craig. Mine is is not quite as exciting, but this goes back to what we were talking about with, like, personal feelings, like, when you're just not happy, like, and you're faking it and all that stuff. I see it a lot with travel photos, too. Mm. So I posted, I had a friend that, when I tried to quit smoking cigarettes last year, she got me, she she sent me this giant basket of gifts. They were all wrapped, and she said, every, like, week you don't smoke, you can open a gift and all that stuff. So one of them was this, um, it was like a coffee mug, like for tea and stuff. She said, you haven't smoked for two weeks, you'll be able to taste this so much better, blah, blah, blah. It's a nice oh, wow. gift. Yeah. That's awesome. So I posted a picture of me with the, with the mug as I was drinking tea. I had literally smoked a cigarette like four minutes before I, <laughs> I posted it. Oh my gosh. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, damn it. I just, I, yeah. oh, yeah. You're lying at me. <laughs> yeah, You're like, no dude. smoking goals. I was like, thanks for this gift. I'm doing so great. I'm literally like, smelled like shit. Like. And everybody's like, good job, Craig. Yeah. I played all y'all. I saw right through you. I was like, this, this bitch ain't quitting cigarettes. Oh my God. I just wanted my gifts. Now, uh, real quick before we go to Holly, what is your Instagram? Zaddy Walrus. Zaddy, Zaddy Walrus. Zaddy. All right. You can find Craig on Instagram on Zaddy Walrus. Holly, what was your moment? All right. So this was in the summer. And I believe this is, if it's not the, it's one of the most liked pictures on my mm. entire Instagram. Okay. It has a, it has 1,020 likes. That's a lot for me. Wow. No, that is a lot. Yeah. yeah. So, I, and it's a side-by-side because Jennifer Lopez had just put out a picture of herself at the gym looking mm. all, you know, like hot and stuff. And so I was like, Pfft. 
I could do that. So I took a picture of myself looking like J-Lo and I posted a side by side in a very rare moment of like, hey, look at me, look at me. Mm. And I got all these likes and everyone's like, yes. And of course, it was like a very self-deprecating comment because if you put out a picture that looks good, then you have to like, you know, self-deprecate to balance it out. You can't Mm -hmm. be like, look how good I look. You have to be like, oh, she's so much better than me. Look at me. Look at me. So I did all this. I got all these likes and I should have been like, oh, my God, people love my J-Lo body. At the time, my boyfriend and I were in a gigantic fight, Mm. like massive blow up, like things were a little bit rocky in our relationship. There was, I don't, I I can't remember exactly which fight this was. But it, it was, was a rough summer. It was a rough summer. We it was like we had gone through something big and like I felt like he didn't appreciate me and we were fighting and then so basically what that was was me blatantly asking for validation because I felt like he hadn't given it to me and mm. and he wouldn't I like he's not a big fan of me posting like you know hey look at me bikini pictures on Instagram but I was like fuck you <laughs> I post what I want and all these people gonna like it mm. look what you got you better not leave this shit <clears throat> and then I was like hey y'all I'm J-Lo <laughs> So really, wow. it was not because I wanted to look like J-Lo. It was wow. just because I wanted to make him feel some type of way. Did it work? Uh, yeah, I think it did. <laughs> See? <laughs> but that just goes to show you everybody has intention with what they're posting. Yeah. You know, no one ever just posts to be like, ooh, let me just post. There's always an intention behind that. And no one would have ever known no. that you were going through no, all I was of that. Miser- we were miserable. It was yeah. like a, a several week long thing that was like went from one thing to the next to the next. And luckily we got through all that. But like, I just remember posting that thinking, mm, mm, I got this. Wow. Usually I'll post when I'm mad, some kind of picture of me. Because I saw another one too of like of me looking out the window all done up for a party. Mm. And I captioned it slay all day. But really I was about to walk into a party at someone's house that I was very uncomfortable being there. Mm. And I needed to like boost myself and build myself up wow. to be like, I don't care about this girl. She's not going to get to me. I'm going to go in there and I'm going to slay all day. So I posted it because I felt like shit about myself. Wow. So fascinating. Radio Holly is where you can find all of that on Instagram. Yep. Ryan? Um, I don't post a lot of personal things. I do post <clears throat> photos, and pretty much that's it now. I don't really post anything else. Um, but I can pick one out. Um, remember that storm photo I printed for you? Yes, uh-huh. Well, um, it was it was like, today's sunset is a unique combination of sunset rolling it, like a caption or whatever. And it and it wasn't edited or anything like I touched it up or whatever, but um, it was one of those. It was during the best of the Bay, mm-hmm. so I was like, "Vote for me for the best photographer in Tampa Bay or whatever." And it's like, oftentimes I always like compare myself to all these people that are like really, or they look successful mm-hmm. on Instagram or have like a lot of followers, and that's like one of those times where I was like. Uh, maybe I should run for the best of the Bay and just try to get my name out there a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, because usually I don't even participate in that kind of stuff, just like a big popularity contest. So um, that's that's mine. So is that when you were trying to decide if you wanted to get into the popularity contest of best of the Bay? Yeah. So uh, I, I was also trying to help people vote for the morning show too. So I like tied it all in and I was like, gonna give away some prints and stuff and if we won or mm-hmm. so um yep mm. so when you didn't win what did that mean to you if anything 
I didn't expect to win. So I think I got some sort of third place or something. Yeah, I, I think, think so. I don't yeah. remember. Yeah, you did, mm-hmm. actually. I think you did. I did. So mm-hmm. it was kind of, it kind of like paid, it paid it off paid because off I tried to do something and I kind of got there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or at least almost there. But um, it definitely was like a sign of weakness in the background mm-hmm. when I posted that. Because usually you don't. You're not. You you don't usually bend to pressure like that. But that was no. a time where you were like, I better yeah, do this because people expect it. Yeah, no. There's so many people that are trying to do what I'm doing, mm-hmm. and and it, and it's like a point of where, should I do what I like to do or should I continue down the path of um, like just put in my time here or whatever. Like eventually. I'm going to be a full-time creative person. Mm-hmm. So I'm always struggling with that. And that was like a, the deeper rooted part of that. Mm-hmm. It's like, what do I want to do? So. so it's sort of like dipping your toe into figuring out, is this something that I could really throw my weight behind? And can should I make a, should I try to build a life based on being a creative person, doing photography, doing videography, and building your business. Can I do that? Do I have enough skills to do that? And the thing is, you you can. Without the help of anybody around me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like here, I have like a a stable, like whatever, full-time job now, which is frustrating for me to do everything at once. So eventually, I'm going to have to make that choice. But I know what I, I know my path now and it's a lot easier now for me to mesh both of them together the way that I'm doing things right now. Mm-hmm. And then there will be another turning point in the future, I think. so. All of that from a picture of a storm. Mm-hmm. Fucking love humans. <laughs> I We're love crazy. people. I could just sit here and ask questions like that all day because everything has a deeper meaning. Nothing is just surface. Mm-mm. And what's your Instagram, Ryan? It's at Radio McGib, and I have another one, Tampa Bay Photographer. Yes. It's just re- really simple, and it was available, and I'm like, it, I'm taking that. It's new? Because Tampa I Tampa Bay it. Photographer. It's new. Yeah, oh. I haven't really posted anything on it. I just have it there available, and then, like, this is my plan, because I don't post a lot of personal things like you guys, and I want to, but I don't mm. want to ruin my algorithm yeah. on the, on the <laughs> yep. bi- well, it's now a business page because that's one of my 2019 goals. I've been social media marketing. Mm-hmm. I've been doing like calculated things with promoting my post and like doing a repetition to see what works. Mm-hmm. And then I'll take down the analytics and I'll analyze it and be like, this worked, this didn't. And this is the type of stuff that I need to post as a business. That's the type of stuff you pay attention to. And that's marketing. It's paying attention to behavior, how people react. So it works in that regard. So um, I have this other page, Tampa Bay Photographer. I just wanted to lock the handle in. Mm-hmm. So um, when I get like that Radio McGib Instagram fully rolling, mm-hmm. I'm going to swap the user handles. Mm. And my uh, photo page is going to be gotcha. Tampa Bay Photographer, and Radio McGib is going to be my personal page. Got it. With it'll, less followers. Wow. Right. So it'll be pictures of your cat. Yeah. Lots of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lots yeah. of cat pictures. Can we just do Radio Ryan instead of Radio McGib? We, I think this, it's taken, though. Probably is taken. Oh, we'll, that's a very. We'll figure something out. Radio uh, Zaddy. Pr- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Producer Ryan or something like that. We'll figure something out. Uh, Scott. All right. So the picture I was looking through. So I put a picture up on July 6th of last year. So around that time, 
I was going through probably like the most challenging part of my life, which was when I was dealing with my mom. And mm. so I think the first podcast I think I came on here, I opened up a little bit about that and I posted a picture of my parents just after we went after like a dinner or something when I went home and it was just my mom laughing and my dad smiling, something goofy. But I kind of just, my caption just, the thing about this picture is it doesn't capture what was actually like really going on. Mm-hmm. It captures a, like a smiley moment. I think when you're scrolling by like, oh, that's happy, automatically happy. But the reality was, I mean, that was in my 22 years of life, that was the scariest moment because I was when my mom was in the hospital for months. And I would visit every weekend. I would go home. I would go to Orlando. Whatever hospital she was at, I was having to visit. But instead, I'd post this picture where all, the only sentence that actually captures anything was I just put the past couple months have been some of the most challenging. And then I just thank my parents for everything. And I think I'm looking back on it now, and I just nobody knew really what was going on. I didn't open up to really anybody about it. Nobody Why? I was working around. I think it's because I didn't want to put my problems on anybody else's problems because I know we all have things going on. But I also didn't know how to handle this. Like, mm-hmm. and I still don't. Like, I could talk about it, and it still, even as I was looking at the picture, it, like hurts my heart in that little small spot that you never know what's gonna happen. And for me, like that was that changed my life because when I it was the first gig I ever worked here for the company, and I got the call from my dad, and I missed it, and I just texted him. I was like, "Hey, what's up?" And so as soon as he got that. He's like, just head home. And I was like, I knew what was going on. And so I remember just leaving the gig and I drove straight to Vero Beach to go find my mom in a hospital bed and not knowing if like the next day I got there, would she still even be alive? And so like this post was for me, it was like that significance of you're finally home. Like after months of not knowing, we're finally like curving around the corner and getting on the up and up. Way deeper than any of your followers probably would have thought. No, I mean, this is me. If you're looking through my feed, it's just, oh, wow, he's thanking his parents. Like, that's awesome. I bet it's been like, he's probably struggling through school. He's doing, you know, he's young and trying to figure things out. Like, he's thanking his parents for everything. And reality was, like, I'm thanking my parents, one, for my dad pushing my mom to get better. And my mom for not giving up when it was right in front of her that she could have just done it. Look at that. Posting a picture of his parents. You're thinking one thing, and he's just thinking that his mom is alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think it was like a? I'm trying to think of how to word this. Like posting that photo, was that something that maybe like you did as like a defense for what you were feeling? I think it was. Uh, I the words I think of right now, I think it was like a cry for help. I think it yeah. was like I wanted, mm. I needed somebody just to ask because right. I'm not going to be the well, one that's going to wa- tell yeah. you. Like, hey, let me just tell you all this thing. Like, again, like only a few people knew. Yeah. And then yeah. everyone else, like, I'm just a happy-go-lucky Scott. And of course I am. That's my personality. But deep down, it's like, as soon as I get alone, like, this was on. And I didn't want to talk about it because I got emotional, because I cried, and because I couldn't yeah. handle it. And sadly is, like, I don't like being that person. I don't like crying in front of people. I don't like crying in general. Why? You and me both. Why? <laughs> I, I don't know. I think it's just because it— Do you think it shows weakness? I don't, I would say I don't think it shows weakness. I think the way I'm structured and what I've been structured around, that's like that subconscious that thinks it shows weakness. But like even right now, like my body's shaking because it's fighting that emotion. Mm-hmm. I don't want to fight it, but it's fighting it. And I wish I could figure it out and tell myself like it's okay, but Scott, I can't. Let me tell you this it's okay. It's okay. I have cried on this podcast. I have cried on the air. I have admitted things that I have never thought I would ever say out loud. 
one time on this podcast, I thought that I was unlovable, and that's why I was single. And saying that out loud and thinking, oh, my God, like, I- I'm admitting this to myself, it, my life didn't stop. My life didn't change, but it made me realize that it was okay. But you know what, though? It takes a lot of practice and yeah. work because the first time you do it is horrifying. And then you're like, well, I'm not doing that shit again. Right. But then like the more that you do it, I mean, even with little stuff, the easier it gets to be vulnerable. And that goes for I think I learned how to be vulnerable in my personal life because I learned how to do it on the radio. And if you can do it on the radio, you can do it anywhere. But I struggled with being vulnerable when we first started morning radio. I didn't realize, like unlike Miguel and we started with Kramer, um, they grew up listening to a really great emotional show in Atlanta. I didn't have like morning show heroes in the way that they did. Mm -hmm. And so they had grown up thinking, this is what I'm going to do and how it's going to be structured. I just knew that I wanted to entertain people in a long talk format. So I'm going to do a morning show. I didn't realize that came with, oh, you got to bear your soul to do it, by the way. And so it took me a long time to kind of like peel back those layers. And I still sometimes struggle with it because of what other people will think. And I think it all comes down to what other people think. Quick side side tangent that relates to your point. So on the air this morning, I told the story about how I boiled pasta and there were bugs. Mm. And then I proceeded to eat the pasta. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> literally last night, this is happening. And I literally, I was so pissed. I was like, damn it. <laughs> so I get the spoon and I'm scooping the bugs off. And I was like, God, this is a good radio bit. And I'm like, I should do this for blogs tomorrow. And then immediately I was like, oh, no way I'm not doing this for blogs tomorrow because I'm going to say that I ate some pasta with bugs and Miguel and Scotty are going to be like, ah, bugs. <laughs> and then listeners are going to be like, you nasty. I'm never hugging your neck again because you ate fucking bug water or whatever. <laughs> and like I thought about all this stuff literally last night as I'm scooping bugs out of the pasta and I was like, I can't do it. I'll just put it right. I'm going to write it down. But I have another idea for blogs that's not so revealing and doesn't make me sound so so crazy I'll do that got in this morning and I was like god why do I know better I've Uh got to talk about the fucking bugs Mm -hmm. that's the best story so I was legitimately nervous and I don't really get nervous but I was nervous this morning to tell that stupid story about the bugs because I was like I might get hate for this like legit and I or I might like people might not like me very much or whatever but I was like oh well and as soon as I started telling the story, all that went away. Yeah. Went away. Because that's the thing that, you know, I'm trying to teach Scott and everybody and even myself sometimes is that there is so much power in revealing everything that you have inside and just spilling it out. Now, I will say really quick, you do need to keep some, t- some stuff for you. Right. And that's where you find where the line is. I think through trial and error sometimes. Mm-hmm. There is stuff that doesn't need, some stuff can be uniquely yours. You don't have to give your entire self to people that don't deserve it. But I think that when you find that line of what's private versus what is, what's the difference? Oh my God, what's that other word? Some stuff is private and some stuff is personal. Always share the personal. You don't always have to share the private. Mm. There's a difference, and but think, you'll find that line. Is that, I think Ellen said a quote about that. Might be. Um, and that's what I'm looking for. And it was perfect about things that are like how you figure out how to discuss those certain things and and, and you'll learn in, in your life um and especially in your relationship as you continue to grow on the air and just you know in life as a human being on on what 
things that you keep close to your chest. But there is just so much beauty and there's so much power in being able to look inside of yourself and then just letting it bear out. Because I feel like in my experience and my 10 years of doing morning radio, I always feel better after the fact. Yeah. And there's that moment when the mics turn off after you've just revealed it all and you're like, oh, yeah. God. For sure. And then you're like, not bad. My life didn't end. And then you get people that go, I was feeling that. I felt that. Thank you for saying that. I feel like I'm not alone. And then that's when you see that's where the true power is in sharing those sort of things, and which is why I love that our company allows us to do that, to be able to do that. Because I, I, I just... You have morning shows that just like to be surface level and they do the fun stuff, they do the games, they do the War of the Roses and the blown offs and all that stuff. And that's fun and it has a place, but there's nothing like that connection. Yeah. Because then when you are out in public, and this happened to me last week when I was at a broadcast, and when I talked about um, the search that I'm on right now to find out about my father and that whole story, um, and someone came up to me and she was like, I've gone through a similar situation. Thank you so much. And I've never talked to anyone about it. But now I see through you talking about it that I'm not the only one. Mm -hmm. And there's just so much power in that. So it's okay. Yeah. yeah I'm, you know, You'll get every day I'm like taking a little step, even just talking yeah. about it. Because back then I didn't want to say a word about it. And so the people that knew, and even I came on here because I wanted to, you know, find another outlet to be able to be open about these things because when all this is happening, I had no idea how to handle it, how to go about it, what the next day it was even going to bring. And you need help. Yeah. I mean, and that was the whole thing. You can't do that stuff alone. Like when my mom was going through her brain tumor and stuff, I knew I would have to bring it to the air mm -hmm. because that was too big of a thing in my life to ignore because, and it's not just, um, to bring it to the air, but the radio is sort of like an extension of our personal lives a little bit. Mm -hmm. But also, I, I needed people. I mean, at, you can't go through something like that totally alone and expect to shoulder it or just mm -hmm. wor work through it. Even if you find a few other people to like, you know, open up to or whatever, as a human being, we're made for that. Yeah. Like you have to have it. Otherwise, you will implode. So you have to find an outlet. It's like a vent. You got to keep something open. Otherwise, you know, you explode. Holly, do you remember the TV show on MTV, If You Really Knew Me? Yes. Oh, my gosh, yes. That is the moment for me, and I've been thinking about it, and I just Googled it real quick. That is the moment when I totally felt like I went to another level as a radio personality. Um, it was a TV show where they would go to different high schools and they would try to break down the barriers of high school students. And so they would put someone who was a jock or someone who was a nerd or someone who was a, a emo person or whatever. And then they would put them in a circle and then they would say, you finish the sentence, if you really knew me, blank, 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 and you fill it in. And so we did that on the air. I one remember. Time. I, that's why I remember the show because we did mm -hmm. it on the air. Exactly. And then I think I like we were. It was supposed to be funny. Yeah. And then I think. Oh dear. I like no because you're Oprah always. <laughs> you can't. You really can't do that funny of a stuff if we're doing a topic like that. So no, no. you went in. Yeah, and I think I Dang. cried on the air, and like it was like a twelve-minute segment, and like we stopped and had to like talk about it, and that was the first time that I was like, all right. I, I can be vulnerable. It's okay. And even if people do attack you, you still have a place to sleep. 
You still gonna mm-hmm. get paid from here. You still have your girlfriend. You still alive. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> that was good. That's a good session. <laughs> I like that. All right, we're done. Okay. <laughs> Does anybody have anything else they want to share? No, I'll save it to next time. <laughs> oh, you have something else, girl? I wrote something down, but I don't want to get into it now. That was, I don't want to like, no. Okay. Mine's you... a whole big other thing. I'll give you a hint. It's about The Handmaid's Tale because I can't get it out of my head. Oh. All right, I will write that on our notes. Yeah. I'm actually, I've started taking notes for things we should talk about. And funny enough, we haven't gotten to anything that I have on my note sheet. We never do. That's it's fine. good. We'll get it next time. Exactly. All right, let's give our social media out one more time. Mr. Krog. We call him Craig. <laughs> Zaddy <laughs> Walrus. Krog. I gave myself that name and I Krog. don't regret it. Craig, good. <laughs> Craig, no regrets. <laughs> yeah, we were at a the beach or something doing an event and I took a picture of Craig and he was like hunched over with like it was the worst photo up like the worst yeah my rolled my shirt my sleeves up because it was hot out and it was really windy and like I didn't have sunglasses so I was like squinting and like hunched over beard and hair is just like like, and it was awful so uh, we were in the car on the way back and I was like I look like Krog Mueller (laughs) and it never went away Craig Miller to Krog Mueller transformed God, I love We've it. all got a little crog in us. That's right. Yes, yes, we do. Oh, yeah. I have a lot more. Hey. <laughs> yes. I don't even know. I don't even know. Uh, Holly, what is all of your social media? On Twitter and Insta and Snapchat. I opened up Snapchat yesterday and I did one. Oh, Whoa. did you? It's been about six Whoa. months. Oh, I know. Wow. I, right? I know. Braver than I am. Uh, yeah, so it's on Snapchat too. It's all Radio Holly, but on Facebook, you can hit me up at Holly on Hot 101.5. Sorry, I wanted a music bed to end. It just feels weird if I don't have a music bed. Oh. So that's my radio brain. I was like, oh my God, it's cold. We don't have a music bed that to end That cold outro. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, what's your social media? Um, on Facebook, I am Ryan McGibbony. Just my name. That's it. And then what's your other hey. one that you're building up? Uh Oh, on Instagram, it's Tampa Bay Photographer <laughs> and Radio McGibb. So there'll be a switch at some point. Yeah, and if you're looking for someone to take pictures of something you have, maybe you have prom pictures coming up. Oh, true. Or wedding photos. Graduation photos. Yeah. Ooh, or maybe, videos. Or maybe you want to do a naked photo shoot for spring break. Wait, wait, wait. It. Ryan, do you do boudoir photos? Um, Is that what it's called? Boudoir? I, I have not done <laughs> Girl, he'll learn. Wait, here. I'll, I'll learn. We'll oh, make a whole yeah. segment out of it. Wait, Ryan, have you taken naked pictures of someone no. yet? Do you want to? <laughs> <laughs> no, Craig, yeah. would you let him take naked pictures of you? Absolutely. You know he would. <laughs> I lived with him for like over a year. Like yeah. I've seen his ass. <laughs> Wait, have you? <laughs> have you seen anything else? Oh God. <laughs> yes. Oh! Hey. Well, not Ryan's. Oh. Who else did you see? Jesse. Oh, you're oh! <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about someone who's not on the show. All right, Scott, what's your social media? You can follow me at Scott Tavlin, S-C-O-T-T-T-A-V-L-I-N. That's All right. a lot of t- a lot of titties. Uh, my name, <laughs> what? I, like I don't it. know. It's time oh, to go. Okay. Uh, Miguel Fuller, M-I-G-U-E-L-F-U-L-L-E-R. You can listen to Miguel and Holly on Censored at Hot1015TampaBay.com. If you download the free Hot1015 app or on the podcast app on your iPhone, just type in Miguel and Holly and make sure to subscribe and rate. See you next week. Want more Miguel and Holly? Stop that music. Hold on. There we go. Miguel and Holly uncensored at Hot1015TampaBay.com, the Hot1015 app, or on iTunes.